This is Pave It Black. to Pave It Black, the official podcast of the National Asphalt Pavement Association. My name is Richard Willis, and I'm here today with Will and Don Gallagher. How are y'all doing? Doing great. I'd like to, for a minute, if y'all would please just introduce yourselves, give the audience a little bit of background on who you are um, and what you do right now in the asphalt industry. Yeah, so I'm Don Gallagher. I've been in the industry since 2017, but being the family business, we kind of grew up in it our whole lives. Currently, I'm plant manager, so I oversee three of our three asphalt plants, and um, so I take care of the scheduling and the maintenance of, of all three plants. Uh, Will Gallagher, my background, I went to Indiana University, born and raised in Chicago. I, there, I majored in business economics, public policy, and finance. From there, I kind of went into consulting, strategy consulting growth uh, for about four years, joined the company beginning this year went into project management within more of the concrete space, so kind of opposite of what everyone else would think in an asphalt company. And on the side, I kind of do a lot of special projects. Sometimes kind of split 50-50 as far as project management and then other special projects that were implementing a lot of new technology that we'll probably talk about here today. Fantastic. So the segment that we're going to be doing or talking about for the next few minutes is what Brett and I call, so you think you're innovative. And so today we want to talk about one of the innovations that Gallagher is working on right now and what you described to me as command center. So can you explain to me what is the idea of command center, what does it do, and really how did this idea evolve? The idea really formulated beginning of this year when uh, we started implementing some new technologies in some other spaces. And it was really more so for our trucking company. We just wanted to implement a technology that would kind of uh, accelerate the rate that we could bring contracts in. We could assign tender rates to them. Historically, it would take us four plus weeks. Our vendors didn't like that. They want to get paid quicker, and we think that's a way to attract more trucks. So we had implemented this new technology software called XBE. What we ended up getting out of it was far different than what we thought we were going to get. It was actually probably 10 times better. So kind of this whole idea of transparency led into other ideas we were also thinking about in the works as far as what would it look like if a plant were to operate without as with as little people there on site as possible. And saying, could we have a central hub where we could just operate plants across the country and remote into customers, just like a drive-through at a Starbucks? We're trying to look, can we bring that same idea to the asphalt industry? Yeah, I think the other thing to, to tie into that too is we have kind of multiple buildings on our campus and this was a quick and easy way to get everybody in the same room that if we do have a plant issue or a paving construction issue that everybody's in the same room and we can quickly get together and resolve those issues as fast as possible not trying to phone tag everybody to get everybody together to resolve these issues and then like Will alluded to there's a lot of technology we are late to the game as a construction industry uh, so we're kind of on technology overload right now and a lot of data collecting and what do we do. So this is kind of our tackle of how to handle all the data. So what it sounds like you're one of the main reasons you're doing this, not just transparency, but it's to kind of break down those silos of the different parts of the business and get everyone into like a singular logistics hub 
where you can problem solve together because it's, it's interesting many times when you look at a business and one group is solving a problem and it kind of creates a problem for another group. Having everyone in that place is a great opportunity to, to have people working together um, to get those right solutions. So anytime you start something new, you have kind of pilot programs and you have growing pains and lessons learned. What have been your experiences as you've been piloting this? And are there, is there anything that you're like, wow, I would never do that again? Kind of moments that you've had that, that you might be able to share with people as they're thinking about how do I make my business more effective and more efficient? More difficult than technology is people. Over-communicating everything and that it's okay to take this risk and if things go wrong, it's not gonna fall back on them and they will lose their jobs because that's a lot of fear that people had is, well, if I'm doing this and this is a new thing and something gets screwed up, I'm gonna get let go. So just the continuing reinforcement of that's not the way this is gonna work. We know these are possibilities that could happen, but it's okay. Sitting with them and understanding these new technologies that we're implementing as well is huge and shows these people that I'm just as invested as I want them to be uh, because that's a big thing of people are like, well, you just don't understand. You don't understand the power and thinking that it goes through and it takes more time to do this now than the old way. Um, but they're not thinking the whole way down the road as far as it used to take you a month to do this and now it takes you 15 minutes. So it's a lot of energy and thinking within 15 minutes, but it's far better than what it used to be. I mean, you hear a lot of people say that your employees are your most valuable tool, which is 100% the truth. And I think getting their buy-in and their, their take on what we're doing and how we're doing it and getting them to bring the ideas to the table, you know, makes it more entertaining and more valuable for them because they're seeing their ideas come to light and it's not just the top, top dogs pushing it down on them. If you were to kind of forecast and kind of prognosticate, what are those ultimate goals? So really within the command center, I see it of being both messaging back and forth. We have mass texting, we're leveraging Slack a lot. So instead of people always picking up the phone and calling and then hanging up because someone didn't answer, they call again later. This all burns energy and time and it's more so saying how can we streamline the communication, run as lean as possible. So we're actually discussing it this year as far as what would it look like if we reduced our scale and built new skills with little kiosks just like at a Starbucks drive-thru and have video cameras on there so that as truck drivers came through if they could they, they'd have a fast pass where they can just scan or quickly place their order if the residual customers and just fly right through to the plant so we decrease wait lines and time and then having the video cameras there so that if someone is struggling or needs additional help uh, this person can call in to the command center and someone can be there and video chat with them to walk them through everything, give them the details they need. Yeah, I think the other foresight of the command center is with the transparency comes trying to push those, the decision making down to the lowest level. Is you got those key people in the command center for a reason because they know what's going on and they can make those quick decisions uh, that need to be made to help a job, you know, reduce trucks or whatever it may be without having to push it up and get more people involved and you just increase cost that way. The question I want to ask is, so you've only implemented this for less than a year now. What are the differences in that short period of time that you've seen on your business in terms of better KPIs, better reduced wait times? How has that, this innovation changed and impacted your business for the better? By having 
all the parties uh, in one room and breaking down those silos has increased the communication and efficiencies of the trucking, the construction process, and the plant side of things. That it seems like stuff's starting to flow a little bit better. Everyone's understanding the new process, and I think it's benefiting us pretty quickly here in the short term that we've had. We are flipping the worlds upside down, but it's a good thing. And so it's not to get anyone in trouble, but it's to make us all a much better, more competitive company, to get more projects, to keep you guys working and helping us help you move your families forward. And that's really what it comes down to with our mission statement at the end of the day is how can we help move your families forward? Fantastic. Is there, is there anything else y'all would like to add or any other thoughts you have regarding um, this work that y'all are doing? Innovation historically hasn't been in this industry, or people would commonly think it hasn't been. It's funny, construction was actually rated the second least innovative industry in the world. Uh, the first being like fishing and hunting, which was pretty funny when I found that out. But I think it is coming, and people are going to see a huge amount of change in this industry. There's a lot more data analytics. We should start to see a spark and change as long as people like ourselves are going out to these communities and preaching this type of stuff and going to these colleges and telling everyone what can be and what their lives can be and that they can obtain a good living and move their families forward doing all of this. It's not so much having to go out and get a fancy title elsewhere and get an expensive degree, but they can make themselves a good living within this industry. Yeah, especially with the younger generation and how available technology is at your fingertips. I mean, think about how powerful the iPhones and Androids are nowadays. I mean, you can do so much with them. The processing power is unbelievable. So I I can't wait to see what's next, and I think it's going to be great stuff. So. Fantastic. Well, thank you all so much for your time today. And again, this was Will and Don Gallagher with Gallagher Asphalt. Um, and I'm Richard Willis with the National Asphalt Pavement Association. And just remember, keep paving it black, and we'll talk to you in the future. Pave It Black is produced by Monica Dutcher of the National Asphalt Pavement Association with podcast theme music credits to Colleague. You can find Pave It Black on most of your favorite platforms, including SoundCloud and iTunes, or at www.asphaltpavement.org podcast. If you would like to suggest someone for us to interview, please email Richard Willis at rwillis at asphaltpavement.org. That's R-W-I-L-L-I-S at asphaltpavement.org. Until next time, keep paving it black.